is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For this episode, I chat with Abby O'Brien, and we cover a little bit of everything from waitress to jagged little pill, Moulin Rouge, creating, work ethic, Radio City, Disney Cruise Line, and so much more. So I hope you enjoy this part one with Abby O'Brien. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe, and today with me on Zoom is Abby O'Brien. Abby, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. We've met through Waitress. You've been working on Jagged Little Pill and now Moulin Rouge. And there's so much I want to talk about with your career and life path. Before we get to that, I want to take it back to the beginning of time for you. What were your entertainment dreams growing up? You know, um, <clears throat> it's wild to think that like I'm somebody who thinks of where I'm at now. I never think too far into the future. Good thing and bad thing. But when I was a kid, all I knew was that I wanted to create whatever capacity that was, whatever it looked like. That's who I always was in the craft room, cutting things up when I was a kid and glue sticks and all of that. And then went into dance for the first time. And all of a sudden my soul was like, what is this? This is my place, my home. Um, and then started doing theater and that became another thing. So as I kept taking steps into what the creative life looked like, um, I just knew that I was amongst something creatively. I didn't know what that big goal was. I knew I wanted to be a professional at it. I knew I wanted to make money at it. I knew I wanted to live in New York. Um, but yeah. Now, was there a defining moment for you when you saw something interacted with someone that kind of definitively made you say, this is it, I'm doing this? Well, funny enough, like I always knew I'd be doing it. So it wasn't ever a question mark. It wasn't ever like, gosh, am I going to move to New York? It just mm. was what it was. That was the path. Yeah. Um, so, but I will say the first time I heard the dream girl soundtrack, that's when I went, Oh, musical theater can be something different mm. because the classics was, I was not interested in. Mm. I was not interested in musical theater. I was not interested in the classic Broadway shows. Mm. I would get bored by them when I was younger. Mm. But when I heard the dream girl soundtrack, I was like, Oh, this is me. This, 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 I can jive with this type of storytelling, this soulful music, this deep story. Um, yeah, that was the first time that I was like, I can vibe with this. <laughs> what did your parents teach you about work ethic? Well, I, I have to say I am very lucky in that aspect because my work ethic does come from them. And I am so grateful for that because I have a pretty great work ethic. And I think that it is very important um, when I'm looking to hire people now or to work with people, work ethic is one of the first things I look for. Um, but, you know, when I was a kid, my father was like, you have to work. If you want to make money, you have to work. And, uh, you know, I got my first job when when I was like 15 years old, working at some bagel shop just to know what ethic was, showing up on time, all these things. And, you know, my parents, you know, really instilled discipline in us. And um, you always do things at 110%. And I did that. I did that in any job I took on, even if it was at the bagel shop, even if it was bartending, or even if it was like on a Broadway show. 
I have to gush for a second because I have been lucky enough to be in the room with you while you're working and it's brisk and firm, but it's loving. It's kind. It's never mean. And you have a wonderful balance of getting things done, doing it right, but also with kindness, which I think is, that's kudos. That's a wonderful balance to have. I think, especially in this creative field when there are timelines in commercial theater. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Is there a particular role or maybe a project that has taught you the most about yourself or a significant amount about yourself? Hmm. Great question. I can say, honestly, every single one of them has. Um, But I will say my first... My first job um, uh, when I was a Rockette, that that taught me a lot about the business of a commercial commercial theater, commercial shows. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it also taught me how to navigate my dreams of Broadway Mm -hmm. and this job that could be very consistent and a 401k and all these things and how to choose passion and goals over something that is solid and consistent. Hmm. Um, I ended up choosing the other one at one point and so glad I did grateful for my radio city years, but um, it's a different beast. And I also realized that I needed to be more creative in that job. It wasn't enough for me. It didn't give me enough allowance and freedom to be an artist. Hmm. Do you have any mentors or, or uh, now or in the past that have taught you any standout lessons? Yeah, I, I'm lucky enough to have a few. Um, my, my first mentor was um, my first dance teacher, Mrs. P., um, she, uh, really kind of took me under her wing. And when I was like seven years old, eight years old, when I first started dancing and always had me as the assistant to her when she was teaching the babies. And so that just kind of started like this thing of like being an assistant, even at such a young age, I understood what that meant. And then when we had to audition for company, um, we had to choreograph our own dance. We couldn't, our parents couldn't help. We had to create the music, the costume and the number. Mm. And again, that just gave me tools on what it was to create and to dive into something fully. Mm. I was so young when I first got that experience and she's the one who gave that to me and found it very important for kids to be able to create on their own. Um, And then I would say Kenneth Green, who was my jazz teacher in high school, um, guided me. He was another person who was like, here, you want to be the dance captain of this show here? I can't be here. Can you choreograph this number? Hey, I need to teach this class. I can't be there. Can you teach it for me? He just gave me, he trusted me and saw that I had an ability that he wanted to expand. And he gave me that, Mm. um, and then I would say now it's, it's Diane Paulus. Like she, she, I'm very lucky to, you know, have worked with her for all these years and um, just watching her work and allowing me to be by her side in certain projects has really just been amazing. I'm very lucky for that relationship. Particularly working with Diane, are there any lessons learned on leadership 
Oh God. She, she's taught me so much. I mean, you know, she really, really, really cares about the actor and really cares on figuring out how to communicate with that individual and what that individual needs, um, which I find such a lesson. Um, when you're a creative, sometimes you can just think about, you know, the art, the art, the art. But the truth is it stems from the actor. So if you don't have a solid foundation with them, it's going to be really tricky to get what you need. Mm. How about... Um, Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, no. I, uh, in, in terms of leadership and what you're saying about communicating with these, you know, with the artists and what have you, listening comes to mind as something that's very important. I'm curious, how have you gotten better at listening? So good. Such a good point because I'm somebody who always likes to prove my point. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. So, yeah. So, so when it comes to, especially, you know, creatively, like if I I have a clear vision and other people aren't, it's really hard for me to um, stop my passionate thoughts about this idea. Um, but again, I, from Diane specifically and Lauren Lateros, like they really taught me like to listen, to step back, let the person above you, you lead and listen to them and then follow suit. So I, I, it's something that I will continue to work on and something that um, I think I've learned a lot from being able to sit back and listen. Mm. Um, but it's tricky when you are a passionate, creative person. <laughs> yes, when you have so much to say. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it can be so difficult to just uh, listen. Um, yep. Along this theme of you know, listening, communicating, how about asking questions? How have, how have your questions improved or evolved as you get creative? Yeah, I think asking questions is the best way to learn. Asking questions is, you know, knowledge is power, right? And so if, if you have an idea in your head and, you know, when you're collaborating, there's somebody else, their, their brains are functioning in a different capacity. Mm. And so if you're not asking the questions, you can't get, you both can't get on the same uh, wavelength. Mm. So I think as many questions as you have, ask away. There's nothing wrong with a question. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.